fishing and hunting show on the all-new KM 1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm your host, Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For our weekly fishing and hunting show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And with that, as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the uh, USA and the world. Anyway, Rick, uh, we wouldn't be here as we are, I always say, if it wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, Raging Cajun Seasonings, and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, the number is uh, 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.com. K-A-N-E, 1240.com, anywhere in the world, or go to Simple Radio app and sign in and make sure you close it out with the X at the top uh, hand right, uh, and then continue to sign in. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can pick up uh, the show on any accessible internet device. Uh, we're here at the studios of Kane Radio, 107 West Main Street, right next to Victor's Cafeteria in downtown New Iberia, which is open and, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hear? Tony, I hadn't heard too much about the lake. Like I said, uh, Lake Dotrieve, you know, I try to stay away from that with duck season in full swing. Sure. And it'll be over uh, probably the, about the middle of the end of January when I start fishing the lake. And uh, last weekend was the first weekend we didn't go down to Miet Point because it was real, you know, kind of kind of Irish uh, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. But we had been doing good out of Miet Point. Now, a couple of my friends has been going to Toledo Bend on the weekend to the camp. And they're catching sockele in uh, 25 to 30 feet of water on uh, shiners. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, as those cold fronts get a little stronger, Tony, the fish are going to back down, you know, and, and find the, the thermocline, you know, that, that way they're, they're more comfortable. You know, the water's not freezing. Not to say freezing, but it's not like 30 or 35 degrees at the top, you know. So Anyway, where are they in Toledo Bend? Top half, middle half, bottom half, near Manny, across uh, Highway 6? Around, around Manny, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a gentleman from Lauraville who had a nice camp up there years ago. I don't know if the family still uh, owned it. He passed away years ago. Uh, I think they do. They still have that uh, facility, so. that yeah. camp up there. So uh, with that, I know I've been up there a few times at that camp. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, Rick, uh, uh, saltwater fishing uh, here, hot and cold. Yeah, uh, from people, kind of mixed uh, bag, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, uh uh, the river stage over at Butler Rose uh, right now. Uh, I pulled this up a little uh, earlier during the week uh, due to the fact that some computer issues, but yeah, it's pretty that. much a straight line. Uh, I pulled it up uh, yeah. uh, on the 14th. Uh, of course, today's the uh, 15th, and uh, pretty much around three feet uh, is what we're looking at, uh, just straight across uh, through Christmas uh, to the Tuesday, uh, uh, December the 26th. Uh, we're looking at about 3.1 uh, nothing really, uh, um, Tony, I don't know if they diverting some water. Uh, last time we went, well, the last few times they've been doing some major, uh, work right there on the locks in Sherrington. Uh-huh. So I don't know if they're keeping the, the stage down. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm just guessing, but. Like you said, it's been it's been kind of flatlined for for quite some time. Oh you yeah, know? you know they started they put off that drawdown in uh, Henderson Lake for a few times, and yep. uh, don't know if uh, that's a reaction to it or not. But uh, anyway, but uh, and hadn't heard anybody with the fishing out of that area too, uh, Rick. Uh, so uh, interesting in that regard, as we all know. So uh, yeah, uh, we'll now, see how it take place. Yeah, like I said, the last time, uh, not last week, but the week before, two weeks ago. 
there's a lot of hunters that go out of Miet Point, you know, a lot of duck hunters. And uh, we talked to a couple of guys, and uh, they said they, they did good, but they should have did better. In other words, they had some shots, but they missed some shots. Yeah, but, and uh, yeah. I'm hearing hit and miss on that, too, uh, all right. throughout the bottom half of the state, uh, right. whether it be east of us or west of us. Uh, west of us, I uh, got a little report, too, uh, in that uh, – and then, of course, you got the deer hunters, you know, all over. Uh, and I got a story about that, too. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper Landing Estimates through December the 3rd. And uh, meanwhile, uh, the Louisiana Real-Time uh, Landing Estimates uh, is right at 845,951 pounds, or 90.5% of the uh, annual uh, private allocation of 934,000 have been harvested during the red snapper season. Of course, uh uh, the new secretary, uh, uh, I guess it's Rob uh, Shadwin, uh, signed a declaration of emergency to close the recreational red snapper season in state and federal waters off Louisiana at 11.59 p.m. Okay. New Year's Eve, so December 31st. So uh, with that, of course, as always, uh, we mentioned that back in July 17th, they allowed you to go with four fish with the 16-inch total length minimum size and all in the allocation. You needed the uh, recre- recreational offshore landing permit. It was free, but uh, on fish. So, But with that, also, after I printed that up, within a matter, I guess, of uh, an hour or so, I saw that the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Secretary Rob Sh- uh, Shadwin uh, signed that declaration and uh, sent out that the red snapper season state and federal waters to end, as I mentioned. So uh, with that, uh, they have about 91% of the allocation done. So uh, we'll get a final report. I don't think we'll have uh, – we might have something next week. I'm not sure. But a final report will be issued in January with the complete landing uh, data for the entire 2023 season. All the data has been reported. So uh, yeah, close. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, uh, of course, it's really – you know, what was it, last week, the week before, they, they're adding uh, and subtraction areas are in question right. because they had less fish caught from the previous week. So it was about off about 1,000 uh, pounds So uh, in that regard. So uh, we'll see how uh, that's going to come out. Here we go again. You know, uh, how long did we talk about the uh, speckle trout uh, with the remedies, uh, what needs to be done? And we got a couple of things about that. But uh, they're kicking a can down the road with the redfish. You know, here we go, Rick, uh, in that regard uh, that the uh, uh, for the past three months, it sure looks like the Louisiana House and Oversight Committee and the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission are playing a child's game with kick the can and uh uh, I don't know if I printed that out for you. Maybe I did and didn't. That's uh, okay. Yep. I was hoping to see it. But it happened with speckled trout, you know, for the past, uh, they say six months. But to me. Yeah, it seemed like forever. Yeah. yeah, they talk about it now, and now it's on to the redfish. Back in November, the House Committee turned down a proposal on the 18 to 24-inch redfish slot limit with a three-fish daily creel limit proposed by the commission. That came after the wildlife and fisheries marine biologists offered the commission the 18 to 27 inch length limit with uh, four fish per day take. Okay. The current regulations allow anglers to take redfish measuring 16 inches to less than 27 inches with one redfish longer than 27 inches in a daily five fish limit. Okay. Well, according to the House Committee, returned the issue to the commission by an 8 to 2 vote. The state Senate Oversight Committee did not take a vote. Anyway, sources confirmed that the stumbling block was the three fish 
uh, redfish, that is, daily limit. So what did the seven-member commission do uh, the last Thursday in its monthly meeting? It kicked back to the oversight committee with the 18 to 27-inch slot limit. Redfish measuring more than 27 inches must be returned to the water and stuck to the three-fish-a-day plan and banned charter boat operators from keeping any redfish on a guided trip. State biologists, meanwhile, have testified redfish are not overfished but are undergoing overfishing terms, which simplified means yeah. uh, size and our creel limits must be reduced to restore and then maintain a healthy and regenerative uh, redfish population in our state waters. Right. Biologists said the new proposal would mean a 17-year road to recovery of the redfish. Wildlife and fisheries have scheduled a public hearing uh, for the 10 a.m. This is next month, January 22nd, at the state headquarters in Quail Drive in Baton Rouge. Again, legislative oversight hanging in the balance. The earliest this new bill would uh, take effect uh, would be sometime in March. And, you know, Rick, uh, here, well, we, here we go, you know. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the slot, Tony, you know, releasing the bigger fish. I always like that to, to let you... Your brute, right. your, let your brute stock go. Now, the 17-year, that doesn't mean it's going to, you know, take 17 years, but maybe they could talk about that and say, well, look, we'll look at it in three to four years, just to say, you know. Yeah, I I know, but, you know, it, just, yeah. it almost seems like they can't make a well, decision. Yes. Yeah, they're playing yeah, ping-pong or badminton. And there are a lot of, yeah, a lot of lobbyists yeah. up there on both sides, you right. know, uh, yeah. uh, hitting on them and also. Now, uh, there you go again with the pokey boats. I'm not picking. Well, maybe I am. With the nets and all of that, they, they're hurting the redfish also, Tony. Oh, you know? I agree. There are plenty so, of redfish in those nets. Oh, yeah. So if you, you put your net down and you drag it for two miles, I mean, that, that fish doesn't have a chance you know by the time you let him go out the net that's it you're right and then yep. not only redfish but uh speckled trout they're all kind of fish in there that's uh, right uh, flounders yep. Or, yep. Uh, you name it they're in it and uh yeah so uh, we'll see what transpires yep. with that see but how it uh, works out. yeah right. but right now speaking of pogey boats uh the further from louisiana coast uh, could cut profits oh, and, uh, and a phone call yeah well, i think we do let's see if i can get my uh, self aligned here all right you're on the air with uh fishing and hunting show Hello, you're on the air with the Fishing and Hunting Show. Oh, no. Wrong show? Wrong yeah. show. No. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Wrong show. I heard it say, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> with that, okay. so uh, out of there. So in the meantime, the yep. pogey boats uh, are now coming back, and uh, they're scribbling a little bit. Uh, they say the Manhattan fishing industry could suffer $31 million in losses under the new state rules, and Two companies operating what amounts to Louisiana's largest uh, fishery could lose, uh, as they estimate, about $31 million a year and shed up to 90 jobs. Of course, the report's lead author stressed that the industry could recoup some of those losses by fishing in deeper water. Wildlife and Fisheries proposed a wider buff after Manhattan uh, fishing companies uh, spilled, as we uh, talked off the air, 850,000 fish off the waters of Cameron Parish in September, and then yep. nearly a million uh, in the same area about the year before. So, uh, you know, each year Louisiana Waters provides 600 million to 900 million pounds of Manhattan, also called, you know, a pogey. Yeah. The two foreign owned fishing companies that operate in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, most of the dollar bill sized fish are ground up and separated into uh, meal for livestock feed, fertilizer, all for humans, health products. The industry uh, has been effectively banned in every state. I was fixing to say, a lot of states don't even allow it. That's me. right. Yeah. Every state but uh, Louisiana and uh, Virginia are the only two uh, oh, okay. uh, states that uh, 
will will uh, uh, allow it. Uh, okay. And the proposal for the bigger buffer was lauded by the recreational fishermen and conservationists who say the Manhattan industry or the pogey industry is damaging uh, near-shore habitat. And you all know that the speckled trout loves this fish yeah. and uh, dines on it and uh, right. trying to push them a little further out for uh, – Anyway, with uh, the yeah. uh, 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 spawning and all with the uh, specs and so everything. So, Tony, what does that tell you? If all your states that are adjacent to the coast ban it, right. that ought to tell you something. That you're you know? right about that, yeah. too. Uh, with that, and uh, anyway, uh, you know, these uh, operating, uh, the report estimated about 15% of the annual Manhattan catch of the pogies is netted between the current quarter-mile buffer and the mile from the coast. A typical uh, pogey fishing operation involves uh, an airplane. They get up in a plane and look and see what a fish are. With the, the boats. schools, yeah. that's right. And the pair of boats uh, use the large nets to encircle the fish. And then uh, with that, once filled, the net is pulled to the mothership that vacuums the fish into a larger holes, transports them to the processing plants. as one in Empire, as one in Abbeville. And by a pound, uh, Manhattan or the pogey are the four most of the state's largest commercial catch, eclipsing Louisiana's combined annual landings of shrimp, oysters, and crab. Yeah, I can so, believe uh, that. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, the fish are uh, import a food source for, as we mentioned, the speckled trout, the redfish, dolphins, which have suffered population declines in recent years. And the fish and wildlife biologists say Gulf's pogey population is healthy, although no comprehensive studies have been done in recent years. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. A spokesman for one of the large fishing companies said uh, being forced to fish in deeper waters will increase the industry's travel times and fuel costs and trigger economic chain uh, reaction with larger than the report estimates. Of course, uh, meanwhile, the Wildlife Fisheries Commission has long expressed support for the industry, but it's patient is wearing thin, especially after the recent batch of fish spills. You know, a million uh, pogies and 850,000 pogies. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the weight uh, of that would be. but uh, Tremendous. It's right, you know. And meanwhile, scattered among the thousands of dead Manhattan that washed up onto the beaches ashore, as you mentioned, were redfish and other fish yeah. species. Turtles. That's yeah. right. Uh, uh, crabs, uh, everything under the sun. Yeah. Meanwhile, redfish spawn in the shallow waters and uh, hunt the pogies when they swim close to shore, making them an unavoidable casualty of the Manhattan uh, nets. And according so, uh, environmental too, Tony. That's got to have an impact if they if they're if they're trolling in that shallow of a water, you know. That's right. That's right. Anyway, a commissioner who lives in Abbeville, where one of the big, uh, uh, I guess, fishing uh, commercial fishing operations work, uh, has a processing plant, and he said it was befuddling that the commissioner would support rules that uh, mean job losses. And he said, I think we're hastily well being rushed. Meanwhile, uh, one of the other big. Uh, uh, fishing, uh, uh, commercial fishing operation indicated the report was scope was too narrow. Uh, whether or not the analysis will show substantial harm to the industry is the bottom line. They're going to have to adjust, and they still uh, stay in the profit zone. Commissioners voted down the one-mile buffer when it was proposed in 2020, but eventually settled on a quarter-mile buffer last year. In July, Daybrook captain received the first citation under the new rule when his ship was spotted too close to the Terrebonne Parish shore. He was only fined 350 bucks. Commission had set a date for the final adoption. And yeah. uh, I, like you, 
I personally want to see it a mile. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't tell me. Uh, but if you uh, give them a quarter, Tony, they're going to come inside. Yeah, if you give them they, a mile, they're going to come inside I mean, that. So, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, the quarter mile limit, they, they were seen in shores and up in the that's bayous right. uh, fishing that, and all. Yeah. So uh, Too close. That's right. So, in the meantime, we'll see what happens in, in the meantime. But uh, the recreational fishermen, which are a lot more of us uh, now than they were uh, years oh, ago. A lot more. Especially with right. COVID. You remember yeah. with the fishing license oh, they yeah. issued. Anyway, Rick, time to take our first break here. You're listening to Kane uh, 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 Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil. Gator Rub, and Sizzlin' Steak Seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save ball. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, in the meantime, Rick, I just saw this. This came out late yesterday afternoon. I hustled to get it printed up this morning. But the Louisiana shrimp season is to close December the 18th. And if my memory serves you right, that's Monday. Uh, with that, Department of Wildlife Fisheries announced that uh, the 2023 fall inshore shrimp season will close in all state inside waters on Monday, uh, December the 18th at uh, the official sunset except for the following waters, and I'm not going to get into that. I, I suggest you go to uh, the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries yeah, website pull it up. and see what some of those uh, areas are. And uh, on the map and all, and uh, all state outside waters, seaward uh, on the inside-outside shrimp line. So uh, 
uh, I suggest you go to the uh, map and look that up. If you uh, uh, shrimper or shrimp are meaning someone won't go catch some shrimp. So uh, anyway, the recent biological samplings conducted uh, the white shrimp size with the large portions. I guess they're smaller now. Uh, with that, and uh, just uh, the, the biologists doing their due diligence, uh, making sure that uh, those numbers are in line. So elsewhere uh, in the news, uh, the avian uh, the avian uh, uh, flu outbreak continues in the wild birds in Louisiana for the second straight year, right. and uh, with that, it's once again causing mortalities in uh, the wild birds in Louisiana. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, said the disease started last year with the arrival of infected migratory waterfowl to Louisiana and abated when they moved north in the spring of 2023. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, many different species of wild birds can be affected with this uh, avian flu. Geese and other waterfowl are particularly susceptible to it and may exhibit uh, neurological uh, symptoms, which ultimately lead to the death of the bird. Scavenging uh, raptors, including vultures, are also susceptible to the disease. And uh, I don't see why they, hmm. they're looking for meals uh, from the dead animals. Uh, meanwhile, mammals are, for the most part, believe it or not, resistant to this uh, avian flu. A rare fatal infections have been documented in dogs, cats, foxes, black bears, and even dolphins. But it should be noted that uh, while many waterfowl hunting dogs contact birds, with this uh, virus, no dog infections have been reported in Louisiana. Uh, contact between pets and birds showing neurologic uh, signs should be avoided. Meanwhile, uh, wildlife uh, rehabilitators uh, should be careful not to bring potentially that uh, virus-infected bird into their rehabilitation facilities to prevent induction of the spread of the disease. I guess something close to CWD, you know, uh, with the uh, mm-hmm. uh, with with, with uh, the deer and all. But uh, anyway, if you want to look up and get more information on that, go to the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries website, and uh, you can pull up more on that. And I haven't heard of anything uh, with that regard, uh, Rick. Uh, no, not close to with, us. Uh, with okay. the birds, you know, uh, even though uh, – you know, the ducks, I'm sure, and geese are, are part of that uh, problem. But I uh, hadn't seen much to uh, uh, look into that and all. But uh, anyway, we'll see. Anyway, the hunting seasons are going strong. Uh, I don't know what you hear basically with um, deer uh, hunters or duck hunters in that regard uh, throughout the uh, state now that we have, uh, you know, we have 10 deer areas that they can hunt in. But I know yeah. I got a little article that they're looking for response to uh these deer hunters up in North Louisiana, uh, taking down your uh, deer up in that uh, northeast quadrant, right. uh, they'd like for you. They they give you a free testing, uh, no charge if you want to test out your deer and all. If he's got the uh, CWD uh, with that disease, so I uh, want to remind uh, hunters about that uh, throughout the state. If you're up in North Louisiana in that uh, area. Deer hunters in northeast Louisiana urged to bring the heads of any deer they harvest this season to one of 13 free chronic wasting disease uh, testing collection points located throughout the region to test your deer. Collection sites are located in Catahoula, Concordia, Franklin, Madison, Morehouse, Tensaw, and Union Parishes. So uh, I think the wildlife fishery is doing the right thing too, Rick, yeah. uh, trying to head this off. Keeping it before, checked. That's yeah. right, before it keeps going. And uh they, uh, you know, CWD is found in 32 states, and we've had confirmed cases here in Louisiana, which we dodged a bullet for many years. So yeah. uh, and deer show no outward signs of the disease until it's very advanced, so testing is required to identify the infected animals. 
They're asking hunters to bring the head of any deer they harvest in the four parish uh, control areas so they can test the animals and help slow the spread of the disease. So uh, in the meantime, so uh, they drop off points all up in there and go to the website, look those up and uh, see what you can find out. But uh, kind of interesting, too, in that report, too. Uh, so, Rick, uh, with that. Anyway, uh, a lot of hunting going on right now. Uh, tomorrow, uh, doves in the uh, south zone from the 16th to the 14th of January. And the north zone starts December 23rd to the 21st. Snipe uh, tomorrow, too, uh, from uh, December 16th to the February 28th. Second split statewide. Woodcock also statewide from uh, the 18th Monday to January 31st. And, of course, uh, with all the other, uh, with the west zone, uh, ducks, coots, and morganzas, uh, that got cranked up December 11th uh, to January 7th. And the second split in the east zone, it starts also, the second split starts tomorrow December the 16th to the 28th. Geese, meanwhile, also in the West Zone from December 11th to the 7th. This is the second split. Includes Canadian blues, uh, snow, and Ross. Speckle bellies, uh, take of Canadian geese prohibited in portions of Cameron and Vermilion parishes. Didn't know that hmm. uh, with that. So, uh, anyway, uh, any, uh, with that. So, uh, be interesting to see how that all comes into play uh, in the meantime. So, uh, meanwhile, doves. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with the woodcock and the snipe, uh, of course, the deer, you need to check the area and the zone you're in for right. that regard yep. to make sure that you're uh, hunting uh, correctly. You said uh, almost splits areas. the state, doesn't it, Tony? Yeah, it sure does uh, with that. So uh, anyway, uh, just other little news and uh, to keep you abreast in, in all of that. Meanwhile, I uh, saw an article and I pulled up. Uh, uh, pretty much uh, people have been saying that it was pretty good, the first split, compared to many other opening uh, splits since uh, 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 the days gone by. Duck hunting was good for this one particular guy the weekend of the waterfowl hunting that ended December 3rd. And uh, also the the most we have killed, he said, were grays. So we've been doing pretty good on those. And canvas backs, I, I thought that was a pretty uh, – that, that duck wasn't – that plentiful but he right. says he see a lot of canvas yeah, they, backs they made a comeback yeah yeah with that so uh anyway with that uh they were hunting on the wax lake delta and they limited out within an hour that's pretty impressive yeah, that's too pretty good you're right anyway he said the first split of the season began with a weekend trip to the marsh around Picard island and duck hunting success was just fair he said despite going on the south side of the highway where there was, where there's more water and the furthest duck hunter, the first split, took him to the Venice area. So uh, moving all around, just trying to find the ducks. So uh, the West Zone uh, duck hunting resumed the second split, as I said, December 11th to January 7th. And the third split, which is, uh, I think, the first time in a while they've done this, is January 13th to the 21st. The East Zone second split is December 16th to the 28th. Some believe uh, duck hunting could be lights out down the stretch as the water, I mean, the water little comes back a little bit, and also the weather gets a little colder, yep. chasing those ducks further down. So, uh, anyway, they have their eyes set uh, on that. In the meantime, elsewhere, I want to remind folks about uh, the Women's uh, Fishing 101 workshops. You got till December the 31st to uh, get in uh, to those uh, two scheduled uh, workshops uh, the end of January. I think it's the uh, 27th and 28th. I want to remind the ladies about that in that regard. So, uh, you can get in there and do a little hunting in that. Uh, or I should uh, learn a little bit more uh, with those workshops. Pretty neat, too. Yeah. Uh, well, you yeah. can get in with uh, – it's limited. So uh, try to sign up if you're interested. And, um, and you have to the 31st. Don't know if they'll fill those two uh, slots or not uh, up in Baton Rouge. But uh, it's an interesting, uh, fun day 
uh, with that uh, for the ladies. Elsewhere, tides today, uh, here Friday, uh, 15th of December. Boy, it's halfway through already. Rolling around. Uh, Christmas right around the corner. Of course, the sun rose in Southwest Pass uh, at uh, 6.55 a.m. this morning. Sunset will be at 5.11. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide uh, was at 1.04 a.m. The next high tide will be at 8.02 p.m. tonight. The first low tide uh, this morning uh, at 10.47 a.m. The next low tide at 10.38 p.m. Meanwhile, Saturday, the 16th of December, sun's going to rise in Vermilion Bay Southwest Pass at 6.56. Sunset will be at 5.11. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 1.48 a.m. The next high tide uh, Saturday will be 8.54 p.m. The first low tide Saturday will be at 11.39 a.m. The next low tide at 11.47 p.m. Sunday, the 17th of December, the sun will rise in Southwest Pass Vermilion Bay at 6.56 a.m. Sunset will be at 5.11 p.m. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 2.24 a.m. That's Sunday morning, and the next high tide at 9.28 p.m. The only low tide of the day will be at 12.34 p.m. Uh, Sunday. And the average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, a crisp 57 degrees. That's uh, kind of crisp. That's about right. And, of course, you know you got the winter equinox that comes up December 21st. So Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll start seeing the sun rise uh, uh, a little, I think, Mm -hmm. a little earlier. And sunset will be a little bit later as we move on. We start picking up more daylight. That's right with that. So uh, anyway, Rick. Of course, uh, each uh, Friday, uh, we have to thank these people, too, for sponsoring our show. You're right, Tony. Thanks to Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating, Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And uh, our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.